Welcome, welcome everybody to Debt Talk Live. I am your host, Viz, and I'm very happy to be with you guys tonight. It has been a minute since it's just been me and you guys, so I figured I'd take this opportunity so we can all catch up. Uh, here's a, well, kind of a big milestone for us. Last Thursday, a week ago today, we actually celebrated our 200th guest interview episode damn i'm like wow uh doing this day in and day out going non-stop 24 7 you don't really realize uh all the stuff that's going on around you but yeah last thursday we did our 200th guest interview episode now that's episode now if you count all the panels that we have done, we have interviewed way over 200 guests. But, and we're not even at our two year anniversary. That's coming up uh, next month. Well, in a couple of weeks, April 25th will be our two year anniversary since we premiered. We are on multiple video on demand platforms now. A little bit of news, we are premiering on Apple TV. Uh, April 11th. We're also uh, going to be premiering on Tubi and Voodoo as well. So I want to thank you guys because, you know, when I started this back in 2020, uh, those of you who have been watching me for a while know that I started this as sort of a like a late night test just to see what the whole live stream thing is all about. And, uh, yeah, here we are two years later. Uh, I miss the solo episodes where you and I just get to talk. I want to welcome you guys. Uh, we have Sita on Facebook giving us a big thumbs up. Uh, Colette, our regular viewer, is with us, as is Denora. Megan is joining us. She says, hi, Viz and Viviana. 24th birthday is today. Happy birthday, Megan, on Facebook. Congratulations, 24. Wow, 24 for me was 23 years ago. <laughs> Let's see, we have Marco who's joining us. I want to welcome all of our Instagram friends who are coming in. Uh, so, for some of our newer viewers who have not seen a solo show because it's been a while since I've done one. Dead Talk Live is simultaneously streamed to seven social media platforms. And they are, and I'm going to forget a couple here, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Vimeo, Twitch, uh, Twitter, and I'm forgetting one or two more. But yeah, that's where this show is streamed live to uh, every night. So you can catch us. Uh, the start time of the show varies, depends on uh, what time our guests are available. But if I'm doing a solo show, it's usually between now or 9.30 p.m. Eastern U.S. time. So I want to say a big thank you to everybody uh, for this amazing ride that a lot of you have been with us since the beginning. 
couldn't have done it without you. I want to thank my amazing team who are dedicated and do what they do just because they really believe in what we do. So, anyway, who watched the Oscars last weekend, huh? <laughs> you know, I actually debated this. I'm like, I'm so sick of hearing about what happened last Sunday at the Oscars. But here's what I realized. By now, nobody is really interested in the slap heard around the world anymore. But now people are just fascinated by what other people have to say about the slap heard around the world. You know, Will Smith basically bitch slapping Chris Rock live on television in front of tens of millions of people. Now way more than that, since everybody in every corner of the world has seen it. Andrew is with us on Instagram. Hey, Andrew. Long time, man. Good to see you again. So anyway, going back to uh, the whole debacle that happened last Sunday, which sort of exposed kind of the shit show of what Hollywood has become. Uh, and I can say that with a pure heart and honesty that, yeah, the entertainment industry is sort of a shit show. But uh, so, I mean, let's break it down. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me put in my two cents as well, right? Everybody else is doing it. I was going to sort of refrain and not do it and just avoid it. But hell, you know, it has been a week yet. So I guess we could still talk about it. So it is no coincidence that the Oscars are hosted by comedians. It's, that's not a coincidence. It's done on purpose. Okay? They are there uh, to make jokes and pretty much roast the nominees, all those in attendance. And if you got a front row seat in the Oscars, like Will Smith and Jada Pinkett did, you're going to get your ass roasted. And that's exactly what Chris Rock did. Now, what confused me about the unfolding of those events was that, yeah, Chris Rock made the joke, G.I. Jane 2, whoopee. You know, he could have gone, you know, a lot worse. And both Will Smith and Jada, they laughed. Well, Jada rolled her eyes. But Will Smith laughed. You know, he was playing along. And then something must have happened, and there's a lot of speculation out there uh, that we didn't get to see on camera that, you know, urged Will Smith from laughing at the joke, because that's what you're supposed to do, whether you think if it's funny or not, you know, you're attending the Oscars, you got a comedian who's hosting it, you laugh, right? You applaud when you have to applaud. You laugh when you're supposed to laugh. Whether it's funny or not is irrelevant. But anyway, his ass was laughing. And then something must have happened when the cameras cut for that couple of seconds. And uh, he got up on stage and he bitch slapped Chris Rock. And then he sat back down in his seat 
And I don't know how many of you have uh, seen the uncensored version of what Will Smith said. Pretty much it's along the lines of you don't put, you don't fucking put my wife's name in your mouth. He dropped the F-bomb twice. Um, the Oscars, just like any live show on TV these days, is uh, purposely delayed a few seconds for censorship. So if you were watching the Oscars live, that part got bleeped out. But the it did make it on the internet, the uncensored version. Okay? Now, Will Smith, who's also a comedian, Let's put aside the whole Oscar shit of him winning Best Actor, okay? He's a comedian. That's where his roots are. Now, he should know that Chris Rock has a job to do in hosting the Oscars. He's in a room full of these big-time relevant celebrities, nominees, non-nominees, And he's got a difficult job to do. You don't get your ass up off the chair, go on the stage, and slap the host. And I got to give kudos to Chris Rock for showing the restraint that he did. If it was me, I would have bitch slapped his ass right back. No shit. (laughs) One thing I do not tolerate is being disrespected. And Will Smith... Yeah, he poked fun at your wife. I uh, I have no tolerance for people who can't take a joke about themselves. People that are that serious about themselves, about their families, where they can't take a joke. A joke that you know is not even a jab at you. It's a job. That's what Chris Rock was doing. He was doing his job. So I got to give kudos to Chris Rock for really taking the high road. He came out, you know, smelling like a rose out of all this. Will Smith woke up the next day as a pariah. And, uh, you know, staying on Will Smith for a second, you know, with the job that I do, all day, every day, I deal primarily with celebrity publicists and studio publicists, the PR people. And I didn't get to see who's, uh, who's Will Smith's PR person. It, I really don't know who, who they are. I might have talked to them. I've talked with so many publicists uh, over the last two years. But anyway, can you imagine, put yourself in Will Smith's publicity coordinator shoes and the damage control that you had to do. Now, the next morning, you know, I saw, I didn't watch the the Oscars live because basically the Oscars have become sort of a snooze fest. And the reason why it gets so much media attention, yeah, people are interested in the nominees and the winners It really means a lot, and I credit all those people. I don't want to take anything away from them. That's a lot of hard work and hurdles that they have to jump through to get to that point of even being nominated for an Oscar. So 
with all due respect to them, I mean, to have their night stained, and if you put yourself in Will Smith's PR person's shoes, the damage control, as soon as they must have seen that happen, the crisis center, oh man, uh, I can't even describe it to you, you know? Um, like I said, I deal with PR people. They're the nicest people in entertainment. Uh, some are nicer than others, just like in everyday life. But overall, they are some great people. They work hard for what they do. And uh, their client put them in a rough spot. And I remember uh, I posted the uncensored video to my team uh, late Sunday night when I saw it happen. And the next morning, I go to them because I know how all this works now. I said, no later than by tomorrow, because Will Smith did not apologize to Chris Rock when he won the Best Actor. He apologized to Academy. He apologized to all the uh, people in attendance, the nominees, but he never apologized to Chris Rock when he won Best Actor. But I told my team, because this is, you know, this is how it's going to work. Within the next day or so, Will Smith is going to come out and publicly apologize to Chris Rock. And lo and behold, later on that afternoon, there it is. Now, that apology did not come from Will Smith's heart. Okay? That is his public relations team doing damage control. That's where that came from. Okay? Because that's their job. Okay? They're PR people. Uh, their job is to make sure their clients don't look like jackasses when they go on television for whatever reason, which is what Will Smith did last Sunday. He made a jackass out of himself and his family because he can't take a joke. And it's funny. The irony is really just, it's thick. A comedian who can't take a joke. So somewhere, somewhere, you know, along the lines from the 90s with uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air to where Will Smith is today of uh, being nominated and winning an Oscar for the first time in his career, which should have been one of his best nights of his life, turned into one of his biggest embarrassments. And Chris Rock, again, kudos to him. Uh, he did the right thing. He was a, he's a he, Chris Rock's a bigger man than I would have been. If I, somebody got up on stage and approached me like that, yeah, you know, the way he handled himself, the restraint that he showed, and continuing on with the show. So kudos to Chris Rock. And I don't know if you guys read this or not, but Chris Rock, last night, started his uh, tour. He's going on tour with his comedy act. And uh, he really did not touch on the subject. He basically said he's still just trying to take it all in. And he is in shock. Like Mindy says on YouTube. You're right, Mindy. He is in shock. And he's still trying to absorb what happened 
on national worldwide TV. Never, I bet you never in his wildest dreams did he think that was ever going to happen. But it did. So, anyway, the public's fascination is not anymore about the slap, but everybody's chiming in. Everybody's chiming in on social media. Jim Carrey, I saw somebody mention Jim Carrey in the chats uh, a little while ago. He did an interview with TMZ, and he put it pretty uh, spot on. He uh, basically said Chris Rock, you know, he did the right thing. But he said if he was Chris Rock, he would he would sue Will Smith for $200 million. And that $200 million is because that video is going to stay out there forever. Literally forever. And it's going to impact Chris Rock. In one way or another, it could be positive. You know, people say uh, any publicity is good publicity. Eh, to a degree, that's somewhat true. But in the end, in the long run, it's going to hurt Chris Rock. You know, because he showed restraint. And as time goes on, the narrative of what happened is going to change. But I'm, I'm, I agree with Jim Carrey. I would sue his ass for $200 million for possibly the loss of income over the years. So, anyway, if you guys haven't watched that interview with uh, Jim Carrey, it is available. I believe it was TMZ that did the interview where Jim Carrey really explained it eloquently. So, anyway, moving on. For those of you, like I said, we stream simultaneously to seven different social media platforms. Uh, if you guys haven't visited us on YouTube yet, I invite you to please go to YouTube, look us up, Dead Talk Live, hit subscribe if you haven't already done so. If you're watching us on any of the other platforms and are not following us yet, click follow. Uh, but do go to YouTube and subscribe. Uh, YouTube, like a television show like we are, uh, YouTube being what it is, it, it means a lot. Uh, now, we have over 450,000 combined followers throughout our social media. Uh, we're approaching 50,000 on YouTube alone. And I want to thank you guys for following us and watching and supporting Last week, I announced on social media that we have rolled out a membership plan on YouTube. I wanna, and I want to take a few minutes to talk about that, what the membership plan entails, and so on. I want to first start off by saying that all of our guest interviews are going to remain as is. Uh, Colette messaged on Facebook, which I replied to you, Colette. She was worried that I was going to take the show off of Facebook. No, the show is not being removed from any social media network. Uh, you can catch us live on any of the seven social media platforms. We're available on five video-on-demand platforms. We're premiering on three more next month. I'm not taking the show down on any of the social media platforms when it comes to guest interviews. 
All of our guest interviews are going to be available to everybody just like they are right now. What we did last week is we introduced special YouTube membership plans. Two plans. And I went as cheap as basically YouTube allows you to go. The first plan is as you guys are chatting right now, and I want you guys to know, when I'm doing these interviews, don't think I'm not seeing what you guys are talking about because the chats are right there. So as I'm doing my interviews, I can see you guys talking and I'm paying a very close attention to what all of you are saying. I'm sorry I can't respond to you while I'm doing an interview and I'm sure you understand why, but I'm watching every word you guys are saying. And after the live is over, I keep the window open and I scroll up to see if there's anything that I missed. That goes for all the platforms. So what the membership plan is, the first, there's two plans. The first plan is while I am doing a guest interview with any celebrity, uh, if you ask a question in, in the chats like they're going on right now, I will ask that question to our guest. Now, there's a big asterisk there. Appropriate question. I'm not going to ask any asshat questions. So, you know, don't come crying to me if you subscribe to the membership plan and you ask a lewd, uh, absurd question and that doesn't get passed along. That's not how I operate. So, now the second plan includes the questions that's in the first plan, but this is where it gets really exciting. Uh, Dead Talk Live is produced and, well, produced and distributed to some degree by my production studio, which is Dead Talk Media. We produce and distribute films, television, and whatnot. And we're in the process of signing uh, quite a few films for distribution for video on demand, Amazon, Vudu, uh, uh Google Play, everywhere that you can rent or buy movies. My company uh, distributes films. So part of the second plan is you guys will get early access before any film hits the video on demand platforms. You will get special access to solo Dead Talk Live episodes like this one like we're doing today, where I don't have a guest, where it's just you and me uh, chatting. Those are going to be moved over to the membership plan exclusively only on YouTube. You, We are going to be having uh, special roundtable discussions with you, our viewers, um, where you guys get to be interactive, you guys get to get the chance to call in and we can have talks about basically anything involving entertainment and a whole lot more exclusive content. Now, the first plan is uh, $1.99 per month. The second plan is $2.99 per month. Uh, so the $2.99 plan, you get the questions, 
and you get all the exclusive content early access to movies exclusive access to dead talk live episodes special roundtable uh chats with our viewers and a whole lot more content that is filmed not to be put on video on demand where other dead talk live episodes are aired but for you exclusively on youtube so whether you're watching this live or uh watching this later on tonight or in the days to follow just go to youtube look us up deadtalklive.com uh, right there on the main channel, you will see a button that's called Join. It's also at the bottom of every one of our videos. If you're on YouTube right now, you'll see a button right below the video screen that says Join. And if you click that Join button, it will show you both plans, what we offer, and so on. And as time progresses, we are going to be adding more and more exclusive content. That means more movies more television shows, more exclusive Dead Talk Live episodes. Because from the beginning, this show has been a viewer interactive show. And I don't want you guys to think that I forgot about our roots. And you guys, I have not. This show has always been about viewer interaction and you guys being a part of the show. So I ask you if you want to get access to all that go ahead go on youtube look us up click the join button don't worry as soon as you click join you're not automatically joined when you click join it just tells you the options what you're going to get and so on so check it out and it'd be great to have you for i'm really looking forward to doing roundtable chats telephone calls with you guys uh and hearing what you have to say so and also if you guys remember when i first started this show i was actually accepting phone calls the problem with that is that when you're doing a live show and you have nobody to screen the phone calls yeah you get the people who just want to get their voice heard on tv and uh i had to stop that but with viewers who are members, that's not going to be an issue. And because I would love right now to be able to open up the phone lines, flash a phone number, and be able to have one-on-one -on -one chats with all of you. So that is what I really miss and I would love to bring back. So anyway, that's what's going on with us. Uh, we are going to be announcing a lot of new guests uh, over the next week or so. Uh, they're not yet up on our website. Our website, by the way, is deadtalklive.com. If you go to the site and if you click our guests, you can see all the 200 episodes that we have done. You can click on any of our guests picture and it will take you straight to their interview with us. Um, so we are going to be announcing a lot of new guests over the next week. Big time guests that I'm really psyched about. And I think you guys are going to be pretty excited about as well. So there you guys have it. In the time that we have left, 
uh, I put together some news articles for us to review. And lo and behold, if you go on Google and do a search for entertainment news or horror movie news, yeah, even horror movie news, uh, 90% of the stuff that's going to pop up is the slap heard around the world. <laughs> There's really not that much news out there. But what is out there, let's go ahead and take a look at it. Let me switch screens here. No. That was the ending. Sorry, I clicked the end credits by mistake. So, here we go. Jared Leto. Okay, he's movie Morbius is uh, set to release. And apparently, it's not that popular with critics. And they are being pretty brutal with uh, Jared on Twitter. So, here's what the article has to say. When you're trending on Twitter, it can be a good thing or a bad thing. But for Jared Leto, let's just say the singer-actor might find that today is a good day to avoid social networking sites. Leto was trending on Twitter after his latest film, Morbius, was clocking in with an 18% review from critics on Rotten Tomatoes. Ouch! Apparently up just a tick from 16% uh, from the previous reviews. The film stars Leto in a titular role centers around a doctor with a rare blood disorder who in a desperate, attempt, who in a desperate gamble attempts a cure that initially seems to be successful but eventually turns him into a living vampire with very dark urges. While Morbius isn't part of the Marvel Comics universe per se, it is produced by Sony, the company behind the Spider-Man and Venom franchises, and is based upon a Marvel movie. And with the avid fandom toward the Marvel Universe, you can expect some very strong opinions to be voiced. In a sampling of two of Twitter reactions, one commenter offered, quote, Morbius more like Jared Leto giving us more BS. As another share, Jared Leto's achieved something special. His character portrayals have now been the worst in both the Marvel and DC Universe. And if you guys don't uh, get that DC reference... Jared Leto played the Joker in the Suicide Squad movie. Anyway, uh, they show the tweets here. Though the film hasn't officially been released yet, there are those pointing to that Rotten Tomatoes critic score and taking their jabs as well concerning the score, as well as Leto's penchant for method acting. I have no problem with people, not critics, who have seen a movie and they honestly don't like it. You're free to voice your opinion, you know? But if you are voicing an opinion on a movie you have not seen and are just basing it on other critics' opinions, then... You're just one of those anonymous trolls on the internet. I'm sorry. 
But that just doesn't make any freaking sense to me. Uh, it then goes on to say, quote, it's lower than Jared Leto's last CBM, laughing my ass off. Like, how can it get worse than the Suicide Squad 2016? Literally the worst movie I've ever watched. I highly doubt that. Wrote one commenter while another added, I can't believe Jared Leto actually pretended to be a vampire and drank human blood only for Morbius to get 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. Unreal. I actually thought his portrayal of uh, the Joker in Suicide Squad was pretty good. He gave us a different look to the Joker. You know, I I personally liked it. Want to welcome X Alice on Instagram. Hello, X Alice. Thank you for joining us and giving us the heart. Thank you for being here with us. So, anyway, let's go on to the next thing. Here's something. Now, I'm sure all of you know that Game of Thrones is getting a prequel series. And it's going to debut August 21st. It is called House of the Dragon. The Targaryens are returning to HBO. House of the Dragon, HBO's first spinoff series of its record-breaking juggernaut, Game of Thrones, will premiere on August 21st. The network announced Wednesday. HBO also revealed a new poster for the series and additional images from the show, which you can view below. Now, the prequel takes place two centuries before the events of Game of Thrones. The 10-episode prequel series will depict how the, how, how the House of Targaryen fell in a bitter and brutal civil war known as the Dance of the Dragons, presaging the beginning of the end of the rule, ruling family in Westeros. The series was created by author George R.R. R. Martin and Ryan J. Condal, based on Martin's novel, Fire and Blood. Condal and director Miguel Sapuchnik are executive producers and co-showrunners on the series. Martin and Vince Gerardus are executive producing, as well alongside Sarah Hess, Jocelyn Diaz, Ron Schmidt, Claire Kilner, Gera V. Patel, and Greg Yatanis. So, I've been looking forward to this. I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan, and I cannot wait to see this prequel. Uh, like any other successful franchise, sequel, prequel, it's a spinoff. So... I know it's going to be hard not to judge it up against the original Game of Thrones. Uh, so try to go into it with an open mind. And this is just going to give us a backstory to, you know, the House of the Targaryens, who was the ruling family uh, for a long time in Westeros before the fall. So here's another movie. 
that I've been waiting for for a very long time. God, it's been almost like two years now. Maverick, the sequel to Top Gun. Before we get into a little bit of this article, let's go ahead and watch the trailer. Here it is. Here we go. In three, two, one. What do we have here? Yeah, here I thought we were special. Fellas, this here's Bagman. Hangman. Whatever. What the hell kind of mission is this? Everyone here is the best there is. Who the hell are they gonna get to teach us? Maverick. Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell. Let me be perfectly blunt. You are not my first choice. You are here at the request of Admiral Kazansky, AKA Iceman. He seems to think that you have something left to offer the Navy. What that is, I can't imagine. With all due respect, sir, I'm not a teacher. Just want to manage the expectations. What the hell? Good morning, aviators. This is your captain speaking. And we're off. Here we go. In three, two, one. We're going into combat on a level no living pilot's ever seen. Not even him. You think up there you're dead. Believe me. My dad believed in you. I'm not gonna make the same mistake. Someone's not coming back from this. Those are your pilots. Anything happens to them. You will never forgive yourself. No turning back now. Yet. Hell yeah. Uh, I, I gotta let you guys in on something. A lot of you don't know this about me, but I am a, I'm a federally licensed aircraft mechanic. Uh, when I went to college, got my whole bachelor's degree. I also was trained and I became a, a licensed aircraft mechanic out of out of college that's what actually moved me from new york city down here to virginia i got a job straight out of college working for the airlines so but anyway i was in the airline industry for over eight years okay and uh, i cannot describe to you how top gun the original is so instrumental to anybody in aviation I mean, we would cite lines from that movie all day, every day. It's like a classic. It's like our movie version of the Bible when you go to work. So as, a, as an aircraft mechanic, way back when, you know, I, 
I drove airplanes. I didn't fly them, but I had to taxi them in and around Dulles International Airport, which is a huge major, it's Washington, D.C.'s major international airport. And here we are, I'm driving airplanes around the airport, and we're talking on the radio with the tower, we're talking to the radio with fellow pilots, you know, taxiing airplanes back and forth. And we are reciting lines from Top Gun, live on open FAA frequencies. I mean, I just cannot describe to you how, you know, the first Top Gun movie in every person who's involved in aviation, it's a part of their being, it's a part of their core. From pilots, mechanics, rampers, everybody. I had to share that with you. But anyway, I've been waiting for Maverick now because of COVID. It's going to be two years. Uh, it was supposed to be released the summer of 2020, I believe. So it's going to be two years delayed. And the fact that it's finally, finally coming out, I'm really, really psyched about that. So let's go back to the article and see what this has to say. I like uh, the fact that they are bringing goose's son into this movie and apparently uh his son blames maverick for his dad's death following a staggering number of pandemic related release date changes paramount pictures top gun maverick is finally flying into theaters may 27th the sequel to the reagan era blockbuster 1986 to be exact, will first stop over at the Cannes Film Festival for an out-of-competition premiere. This year's festival runs between May 17th and May 28th. Watch a brand new trailer below, which we just did. This will be the first time in three decades that a cruise movie has played at Cannes. His last appearance on the festival's lineup was Ron Howard's Far and Away, back in 92. That was his movie that got him hooked up with his wife, Nicole Kidman, who they're now divorced, but that's another story. Once again, the film finds Cruz in a Mission Impossible mode, helming all of his own jaw-dropping stunts. Now, we have had guests on here uh, who have worked with Tom Cruise a lot. And when they say Tom Cruise here in this article does his own stunts, they're not kidding. I mean, we have firsthand accounts of people backing that up. Tom Cruise, when he does a movie, and God bless him for this, he does not like using stuntman. He goes out there and he does it. So, like I said, God bless him for that. For 34 years, you guys have been very patient with me, and I felt it was my responsibility for me to deliver for you, Cruz told the audiences at Comic-Con when the first trailer bowed several years ago. Everything you see in this film is very real. Top Gun Maverick was directed by Joseph Kaczynski. In addition to Cruz, it stars Miles Teller, Jennifer Conley, John uh, Hamm, and Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer is back as the Iceman. The film picks up 30 years after the events of the original Top Gun, 
with Cruz's Pete Maverick Mitchell now working at the prestigious United States Navy Strike Fighter Tactics Instructor Program. That's a mouthful that he attended in the original film, which is better known as Top Gun. He is forced to navigate the increasingly complex world of drone warfare as he mentors a new generation of Navy pilots. Now, here's the movie's official synopsis. After more than 30 years of service as one of the Navy's top aviators, Pete Mitchell is where he belongs, pushing the envelope as a courageous test pilot and dodging the advancement in rank that would ground him. When he finds himself training a detachment of Top Gun graduates for a specialized mission the likes of which no living pilot has ever seen. Maverick encounters Lieutenant Bradley Bradshaw, callsign Rooster, the son of Maverick's late friend and radar intercept officer, Lieutenant Nick Bradshaw, a.k.a. Goose. And I think it's very appropriate that Goose's son is, his call sign is Rooster. Facing an uncertain future and confronting the ghosts of his past, Maverick is drawn into a confrontation with his own deepest fears, culminating in a mission that demands the ultimate sacrifice for those who will choose to fly it. There you guys go. So I'm, I'm really psyched about that. I'm definitely going to be checking out Top Gun in the theaters when it does release this coming May. So just checking. Damn, we're 46 minutes in. All right, let's just quickly see. Netflix releasing trailer for upcoming violent horror movie called Choose or Die. Let's watch another trailer, shall we? Congratulations. You are worthy. And remember, reality is cursed. You're not special. You are fire. Saw the eviction notice. This used to be a good neighborhood. What's this? Cursor. With a 125 grand prize. There are a ton of unclaimed prizes from retro games. Could be easy money. You know Wilkie's on 37th? Yes, I do. Meet me there tonight at 1.30? It's a date. It's a deal. like anything I've ever seen before. It seemed to affect reality. You have to choose, Kayla. Choose or die. Always with the creepy kids, man. Creepy kids. Clean up. What was he doing? It's almost putting the words on the screen before I say them. I don't see how a video game can kill someone. The more the cursed suffer, the more the cursor benefits. 
Interesting right there. Uh, Netflix has been coming out with some good stuff. I saw uh, a series, eight episodes, uh, that I just stumbled upon on on Netflix. It's it's a Polish uh, television series called The Krakow Monster. And I really liked it. It's a little bit cheesy, but it deals with ancient deities demons, uh, and whatnot, uh, and it's a really good Polish, uh, television show. Like I said, it's a single season, I don't know if it's going to be continued or not, but it's called The Krakow Monster, and it's available on Netflix. Anyway, guys, uh, the time just flew, I want to thank you so much, I love doing solo shows. I love talking to you guys. Thank you, Colette, Khaleesi, Denora, all of our Instagram friends. Again, I would we would greatly appreciate if you visit us on YouTube. Subscribe to Dead Talk Live if you haven't done so yet. Check out our membership program where you can ask guests live directly uh, to any one of our upcoming guests and get advanced screenings. To special movies, television shows, special Dead Talk Live episodes. Thank you, guys. It's been great. And until next time, stay safe. And always, always stay walking. Good night.